one. We are live and back with a legend of Australian Survivor, a woodchopping champion, the one and only Bronze Tribe member. It is Gerald the Woodchopper. Gerald Yules, welcome back to Reality Pop. It's great to have you on again. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and Riley the legend. It is an absolute pleasure to be back. Mate, you've um, faced some tough days recently, obviously, with the Queensland floods. How are things up there for you? Yeah, look, it's uh, it's certainly been trying times uh, out where I am at Kilcoy. Uh, we got hit pretty hard, and uh, it was a pretty big flood. We lost uh, a lot of fences and a lot of farm ground. But, uh, you know, very much like Survivor, we just got to uh, pick up the pieces the next day and try and make the most of it and come out on top at the end, hey? Yep, and you still got enough time to join us, which is uh, we, we always love having you on. It's always great fun. Obviously, uh, as you guys are, are watching as well in the live stream, uh, if you do have any questions for Gerald and I throughout the podcast, certainly uh, feel free to leave them for us. But Gerald, I suppose you'd be experienced a bit of FOMO this season not being on the big screen. Yeah, it's uh, certainly different uh, sitting back and watching uh, Survivor compared to uh, being on it. And being able to watch it with hindsight and after being there yourself and having that experience to back it up, completely different experience. And it is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Would, would you play Blood versus Water with your sister maybe? or? Oh, look, it would be so hard. I do yeah. not envy these guys one bit that are on this season because it is nail-biting, cliffhanger stuff every single week because it is just brutal, brutal stuff. Yeah. But, and we uh, saw a lot, I, I probably we saw would a go back that. though, you know? Yeah. We, know, we I, I, probably, I probably would throat. go back. We, we saw a lot of that cutthroat this week, obviously, uh, with Jesse being cut. It was a huge loss, a massive move in the game. And we'll certainly um, get into that. But what, what have your thoughts been overall so far this season? What castaways have stood out to you so far as well? Yeah, look, this season has been an absolute cracker. It has been keeping us on the edge of our seats every single episode. And this last week is the best so far for every reason that everyone that's watching probably knows that we're going to get into very shortly. But the moves have been great, especially from the returning players. And you can really tell that the returning players are there to play and they have just been standout this season. And uh, mm. poor old Jesse was the got the full brunt of that this week, unfortunately. Uh, but yeah, he was he was there, and I'm sure he enjoyed it. And I know exactly what that feels like to be blindsided like that by someone that uh, that you were trying to put your trust in. But that's uh, yeah. the way the cookie crumbles in Survivor. And and of, and of course, uh, you know, similar mold as well, Sam Gash to Haley Leak as well, obviously. Two, two physical beasts and strategic masterminds. But uh, I'm sure Jesse, um, I, I think he has a very similar attitude to yourself. He just dusts things off and, and gets on with it. I, I think he was obviously a little bit hurt, but, um, you know, Jesse has been such a standout so far this season, such a, a vibrant character, and his brother as well, um, as the whole cast has. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny, I draw a lot of similarities between Jesse and Geordie, both of them, and mm. myself, uh, this especially this last week, uh, the way that Jesse handled that uh, blindside and, and how the blindside went down. But as well as Geordie out there 
trying to uh, spread that information around a bit with about the idol that Sam had afterwards uh, in this latest episode and how that went down. Uh, it's, it's just a real shame that he couldn't rally the numbers and uh, didn't quite have those social connections to be able to uh, make that vote stick. Mm. And at the start of the week, obviously, we, we saw that Jesse and Geordie were in this committee alliance uh, featuring Josh and Jordan, obviously one couple, Mark and Sam being the other couple. Jesse and Geordie as well were brought into that with Chrissy and David as the stragglers. They looked to have a pretty good position in the game, but obviously uh, in Australian Survivor, things shift very, very quickly. Um, and I think for Geordie, he really um, he he was seen by Josh as being someone who was untrustworthy, someone that he couldn't see himself working with going forward in the game. And and we saw before this reward challenge even, some of those seeds were starting to be sown by Josh to try and start to shift the tide against the brothers. Yeah, a perfect analogy. And moving through with that alliance, as they went through the week, you could really see that that alliance, it really was a strong alliance that had the ability to go right to the end. But there was the there's always that one or two people in that alliance that don't quite think that they are in a strong enough position and they blow it up and the whole thing just disintegrated in a matter of minutes. Uh, much to the detriment of both uh, Jesse and Shay at the end of the day. Yeah. But we're just gonna wait and see whether that uh, that blowing up of that committee is enough to get those people, i.e. Sam and uh, and Mark, uh, through to the end by moving those positions around and trying to reform a new alliance. Yeah, and I was I had a lot of discussion with my co-host Robin uh, last week about what Sam did last week. Obviously, with um, it was Michelle and and Khan going home last week. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sorry, Mel and Mel, Mel, um, Mel and, and Khan, Khan going yeah. home last week. But one of the twins. Um, but last week, I, I was sort of saying that Sam didn't really take the opportunity she had to take control of the game, um, where she could have possibly gathered in some of those girls and, and taken some control from her husband. But it seemed like this week, Sam was the one wearing the pants because uh, she was dictating to Mark what was going on, who had to be the targets. Uh, and she did say very early on, uh, after Geordie started to show these seeds of dissent, um, that he was probably the man that, that should be marked. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And she certainly, certainly took the game by the reins this week and, uh, and ran with it, hey. But, oh, you've got to be so, so careful when you're aiming for those big spots uh, yeah. and coming from a lower position because I, I really think that she's going to be in a world of trouble this week. Yeah, and we, we had a, uh, a reward challenge, which was certainly worth playing for in my mind, obviously. Last season, I don't think you got the pleasure of NKFC out in Concord. I absolutely did. I only missed oh, out on one reward challenge the whole time I was there. <laughs> yeah, no, K- KFC, obviously, always nice to feast on some Wicker Wings, some Zinger Burgers um, oh. out in the bush. And, and we, we did that was one a, of my biggest highlights. <laughs> <laughs> what What was your favourite uh, from the finger licking good reward? What's your What's your go to order? Oh, mate, out there, the the KFC that we had at Cloncurry was the best KFC I have ever eaten. It was perfection, and the Wicked Wings and original recipe they had out there was to die for. We literally ate until we were sick, and then we <laughs> ate again. 
and then we were sick again, and then we ate again, and it was disgusting. Yeah. Um, and... But uh, th- that was one of my absolute highlights of Survivor, not only going on the KFC Challenge, mm. but making media watch the following week because of uh, the ads in, in Survivor that they were putting on there. And it was simply a video of me saying, this is finger looking good. And I'm like, that's when you've made it. When you make media watch the KFC, that's gold. Yeah, uh, Media Watch, um, uh, Paul, Paul Barry always gives everyone some hard stick. And I, I think last week he would have given some as well. 60K reward last week. I mean, I, I know it was last week's um, episode. Yeah. But what do you think about that set for life? Oh, that was massive. That that was enormous. Enormous. And you had to know that if you went out there and you won that, you were probably going to be in trouble in the very near yeah. future because... Well, as we know, lots of Australians tend to have the uh, the tall poppy syndrome. You know, we just mm-hmm. like to cut someone down that's already won. And uh, I think Khan was, Khan was already on the chopping blocks and the fact that he won it, I think, sealed the deal. But it is what it is. And Khan's sitting on the jury and he gets to make the decision at the end of the day, $60,000 richer. Yeah, that's right. Sixty. I, I said sixty thousand dollars richer or four hundred and forty thousand dollars poorer. You, you got to well, which, which one it is. Well, he's definitely fifty-two thousand dollars richer than every other person that doesn't win. That is <laughs> absolutely right. Um, and I, I think one of the sticking points of Australian Survivor, uh, among other sticking points, are uh, Jenny K here in the chat. Uh, and we will go deep into this move later. Obviously, uh, Sam's move was the Australian Survivor version of Eric giving up immunity. Sam is an icon. Yeah, yeah, it certainly was. I guess the uh, the only difference was that it was not while they were in tribal that it, uh, it got given up, but. Oh, it's just, it was brutal to watch. And, mm. you know, the feeling that Jesse would have had the moment that uh, that, that first vote came out with his name on it, I, I personally know that sinking feeling is just, it is the worst thing you've ever felt. It is just, you, you feel literally sick. It is just something else. It, it's hard to explain and hard to describe that feeling when you haven't been there because I thought I knew what it was like to uh, to have those, hardships and and i've copped a lot of losses in my time as a professional athlete and uh whatnot but the moment that those votes start getting ready up it is something completely otherworldly yeah it's especially to come from your closest ally but we'll, we'll go back exactly. to the reward challenge but but before we go deep into the discussion of the strategy around that um because jesse just like you he did get a taste of that finger licking good chicken some wicker wings some original recipe popcorn chicken he enjoyed that a lot um obviously chrissy and geordie pulled out that reward challenge win uh together they did pick jesse uh jordan and mark to join them on the reward and while there obviously you, you got to look for those chi- look for that chicken and and enjoy gorging down on on the kfc reward but also Keep an eye out for the clues. And Geordie and Jesse, they hit the jackpot here. Yeah, they absolutely did. And the fact that they found it in amongst them tails and stuff and uh, was really, uh, it was a really hard place to be found. It was one of those things that yeah. if you were worried about the actual reward, you wouldn't have found it because yeah. they were out of the way. Those chairs were sort of sitting just down to the side to go and sit down there away from the reward challenge itself. And uh, it was 
it was one of them things that it could have been missed so easily. Because if yeah. you had just picked the towel up and sat it to the side, if you haven't worried about rolling it out, it, you would have missed it because it was actually in yeah. the towel. That's right. And I, I was scared a little bit because Jordan obviously came up right next to uh, right next to Geordie, I think it was, while Jesse was sort of manoeuvring, trying to get that clue up his bottom. Um, obviously, you were one that <laughs> saw Simon Simon find an idle clue. Um, Jordan wasn't nearly as lucky, but certainly uh, I would have been very nervous if I was Geordie and Jesse. Oh, absolutely. It's If you find one of those... Uh, idols or clues if someone else finds out you know your chicken is fried like it, it's almost going to be null and void having it uh yeah so they would have been so tedious uh in there and, and just stepping on eggshells trying to hide that and hoping that no one else seen it and it's actually it's really surprising that someone didn't cotton on to that because i mean we all get pretty handsy when we're out there and we're all close buds but to be sticking your hand down your brother's pants, that's something else. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Mark, Mark was a little bit trying to grill him, obviously, as, a, as an SAS officer. Um, he, he knows how to get everything out of whoever he's interrogating. Um, he, he did try to sort of suss out Geordie and, and see whether they did have a clue. Um, and he, he kind of did have an inkling going into the immunity challenge that something might be a little bit awry. And, and Mark has been someone throughout this season who has been very on the ball with his social reads. And we saw, I mean, going all the way back to episode one where Andy um, completely uh, threw himself under the bus by really mm-hmm. sticking out, Mark and Nina were very careful to sort of stay back and, and not paint a target on them. And I think Mark's done a very good job at reading social situations and understanding everyone's position within the game so far. Absolutely. And I think it's a perfect testament to survivors returning. It is mm. the returning players are just so, so dangerous um, because that social awareness that you have around uh, when you return. And I know even myself sitting back and being able to watch a season that I wasn't involved in after I've been there, that I don't have a preconceived notion about like I did with all the prior seasons to mine. Uh, when I'd watched them, I'd already had a preconceived notion before I went to Survivor and what had happened and what was there. But after being there and being able to watch this season, there is just so many telltale signs that stand out. They stand out blindingly once you've been there. And mm. hindsight is always twenty twenty. looking back at my season. But to be able to look at this season and look into what's happening and look at a, a future season possibly and be able to read what's happening around you with that, those social situations and the way that people are carrying themselves or holding themselves or talking about a certain subject, uh, being able to read that is just invaluable in this game. And it stands out so well with the likes of Sandra. She can read those situations so, so well. After being there six times, I can only imagine how enlightened she is to the way that yeah. people use themselves in this game and use other people and uh, word particular subjects when they're talking about them, uh, or even the way that people slightly change and act when they find an idol or a clue. Um, and it's so obvious. And, and we've seen that time and time again when she was talking in tribal councils or when she was talking even just to the rest of the tribe uh, about subjects 
that you would see what she was talking about and you could just see it as a viewer. The moment that she said it, you're like, mm. why didn't I see that before? I, I should have known that that was there, but it's one of those, you know, there, there's these subtle cues that in everyday life you don't even think about. They just brush you by and you, you don't worry about it. But in Survivor, those subtle cues are invaluable. And Nina was another great example that even though she wasn't a returning player, the fact that she had been skilled up and taught so well by Sandra from sitting there and watching so many seasons with Sandra pointing out time and time again all of those cues that I'm talking about really showed. Just having that information at your disposal is unbelievable. Uh, and you can see in the players that haven't been there before that they, they miss those subtle cues, like Jesse yeah. with the idol. Me as a returning player, there is no way in hell I would have gave my idol over to someone at final 10 or 12. No way. After yeah. merge, you've got to be joking. Yeah, I'm going to seek a, a third opinion here as well, bringing my co-host Robin. Robin is back. Oh, my Robin. God, I'm in, and now Robin I can't hear you. Uh, you can't hear me. Are you kidding me? I was listening to you. But look, my third opinion. Look, I'm going to talk about it anyway. Uh, Gerald, I can't hear you anyway. But why would you give them the idol like pre-10? Pre-10 or 12. You just don't give the idol at all. Uh, Well, absolutely. What a way to come in. I can't hear a thing. Um, Take me off. Let me see if I can hear stuff. I'll be back. I'll give you a thumbs up in the chat. We'll give him him a minute to try and figure out his technical issues. That is a real shame, Riley, because I have to say, that was a great segue. It was. It was a great segue. <laughs> but I, 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 do, I do have another segue for you on the topic of uh, returning players. Um, you did mention there how, obviously, Nina knew the, the lay of the land because her mother had played six times. She'd obviously been taught by the best, the very best. Um, you were on a season where there was obviously all newbies, but do you think that it is a disadvantage to have returning players on on a mixed season or, or do you think it's kind of fair oh absolutely these, what, what was essentially for returning players oh mate having returning players as well as new players like a champions versus contenders or a fans versus favorites yeah. or it's just brutal like you know that 99 like percent of the fans are gonna get blitzed like yeah it it's uh George and Haley are the anomaly in, in our season that were fans <laughs> that didn't uh, get blitzed. Well, I mean, they were in a season with all newbies, uh, of course, mm. uh, like myself. But uh, they were the anomaly that they had that strategic mind and, and they were that in-depth into Survivor uh, prior to going on there. And look, I was a fan before we went on there, certainly not to the level of Haley and George, but I, I had yeah. watched all of the survivors and uh, I'd, I'd planned around it and I strategized around it, but uh, they were something else. But as I said, they are the complete anomaly in this situation. Having a returning player with a, a multitude of other people who aren't is just brutal, brutal, because they have mm-hmm. that social awareness and that, that spatial awareness around them of, of what's happening that none of the other players do. And it's one of those things that I thought I did by the time that uh, that we got to merge and, and after that, um, 
But after watching our season back as well and after being home and being able to analyse everything and think about what happened in a, uh, a setting where it doesn't really matter anymore and that pressure is off, it, yeah. it's, it just all comes to fruition. The light just turns on uh, to all of those things that you should have realised when you were there. But you're worried about what you're going to do and how you're going to step out of line. Uh, and, yeah, it's something that's really tough to, to work out if you don't already know. Yeah, that's right. I, I suppose on the topic of returning players, let's let's say oh, someone's trying to ring me. That's all right. See, see how the joys of using a phone. Yeah, no, that's that's all good. We, we've still got a hold of you at least. Um, on the topic of returning players, um, hypothetical situation. I'm going to put it out there. Let's say that you're a, a returning captain, and you have to pick, let's say, one Australian survivor female and. Um, a person from each gender to join you from US Survivor as well. Your captains, let's say maybe a brains versus brawn theme. Who who do you bring along with you? Oh, that is that's tough. Uh, if you had to bring someone from American Survivor, I a male that I would bring would be yeah. Colby. You yes, remember Colby okay. from Australia way, way back. What yeah. an absolute legend. That would yeah. be an absolute classic. I reckon we could tear it up. Um, oh, oh, there's so many great players that would just be so much fun to play with. Um, it's, uh, um, 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 oh, it's, it's so hard to narrow it down to individual people, but uh, – some of, some of the absolute legends of the game that know their way around would be awesome to play with uh, mm. the likes of Amber or a Boston Rob or someone because they've been there so yeah. many times. But I'd be so dubious bringing someone that has been there so many times because even though I've been there once, they've been there multiple times. And I, I would be afraid that that, would certainly uh, play badly on me. But, uh, yeah. yeah, if you could bring someone uh, from a brain's point of view, uh, that would be a whole nother kettle of fish again. Whether I, We were only talking about the other day and I had a, a chat with Chappies from South Africa. Yes. And I get yes. along really Great well player. with Chappies. We've had a few conversations yeah. about playing together. Uh, and whatnot there. And he is just an absolute legend. I would love to be able to play Survivor with Chappies. Yeah. And yeah. I think that we would make a really, really good alliance. I reckon I reckon it would go very well. It's yeah, Chappie is obviously a, a brawn member. Uh let's see if we can bring Robin back in here. Robin. I can hear you. I can you? hear you. This is a good start. I'm good. I'm good. So I'm just jumping in midstream. What a ridiculous person I am. I'm back. Nice to meet you, Gerald. Uh I'm Robin. <laughs> Can you not hear me at all? Back me up too. I finally got some audio back, hopefully. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I think, hear, you. I, hear you. I, I think now that Robin's gone, Gerald's a little bit out there. I think I think we're all good though. Anyway, Robin, now that we got you, Gerald, mm. let me know if you do have any issues. Uh Robin, now that we got you, we were discussing Geordie and Jesse finding that idol at the reward. And mm. what a dangerous move it was for them, obviously, with, with Jordan so close, but 
a, a great thing to have in their possession in Idle Clue. We, we won't talk about the aftermath just yet, though. Yeah, look, it was it was a really nice. I loved I loved Geordie tucking it into the pants. I thought that was you know, and you know what? If Jesse gets caught with it, it was Jesse's fault as well. Like there's there's a couple of little layers that I really like about how Geordie went about it. Geordie. I like his thinking. I like a lot of stuff that he's doing. Um, it unfortunately isn't being executed as well as I'd hope it to be, but I am liking a lot. Of, I'm liking what I'm seeing of Geordie. Geordie's still coming coming around pretty strongly at the moment, which is nice. You know, Geordie's, Geordie's doing some really good things right now. Mm. That's oh, right. Gerald yeah, I, I think I'm sad. Uh, Gerald's just dropped out. He'll be back uh, in no time, I'm sure. I think he's just having issues with his phone, uh, but that's all good. Um the immunity challenge, we get into that, and it's a bit of an interesting one, something we haven't really seen on Australian Survivor before. Uh, we have some pegs which we got to uh, balance on while balancing a ball on. Don't mind me. With some ropes. <laughs> Technical difficulties all over the shop. What, what do we think what about the immunity challenge, Gerald? Gerald? It was, uh, it was in, uh, in this first episode oh, of the week. Balancing uh, the balls with ropes. Yeah, that was uh, not fun. Not fun one bit. And just as JLP said, some of those challenges that look the simplest are by far the hardest. Yeah, It would have been absolute death. Standing up there, I can just imagine how much pain those guys would have been in. You could see uh, at the end, Jesse's feet just shaking and Geordie's uh, feet just shaking on, on those little tiny uh, ledges that were left there for them. And uh, it's certainly not something that I would have looked forward to doing as someone that's uh, 120-odd kilos. Uh, I certainly don't think that my size would have been in my favour in that challenge. Yeah, and Geordie's someone that did very well in the immunity challenges this week. Um, I, I will pop you on mute while you're not talking, Gerald, if that's all right. Um but, uh, yeah, Geordie winning two immunity challenges this week. It, it really was quite impressive. Not so for his brother, but Robin, what a challenge-based Geordie has proven to be. Geordie is, he has a great just mental resolve that is really coming about. We're seeing, we're just seeing this guy who just has this sheer determination. And that's when it comes down to it, that's all these challenges become sheer determination, mind over matter. You know, like you have the you have a, a Shay standard challenge beast uh, yoga female that comes in that and that yoga pose, those long poses. It's it's the breath work, all that stuff really goes in favor. But then there's that next switch, and Geordie seems to be just coming in with some really good focus and just sheer determination, like. It's like no one wants, he doesn't want anyone to beat him. He, he could go all the way with it all if he keeps that mentality strong. Yeah. And Gerald, what we normally see in Australian Survivor, especially with these endurance challenges, the, the brutal ones where you haven't stand for a long time, it's usually the females like Haley and Flick on your season who last the longest. But Jesse and Geordie really are cut from a mold there where they're, um, they're marathon runners from triathlon runners. Sorry, uh, I won't sell them short there. Um, so they they know how to endure the tough times, and they they've really given them given it their all. Similar to a Tyson in US Survivor, they're lanky enough where they can hold out in these endurance challenges. Yeah, absolutely. In uh, these challenges, you can really see, and it really stands out that they are uh, long distance athletes. Uh, 
the build that they have, they're not too tall and uh, they're quite lean for their size, same sort of thing. Uh, and it really stands out that mental toughness as well uh, for those extended periods is uh, is something completely different that most people in their normal life uh, wouldn't understand that that uh, that five, six, eight hour uh, challenge is just mentally draining. So, and for someone like Haley to be able to stand out and do it is uh, great, and and Shay is that exact same build, and she had the real makings of another challenge beast. Uh, it's a shame we're not going to get to see her in some of those really long uh, challenges that were coming up. She'll be back. As, as Robin back. says, hold your horses. You, you never quite know what's going to happen there in the future with Shay because uh, it, it does look like there's going to be a twist at the end yeah, of the week. But Exactly. Purgatory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll certainly focus on that. But uh, as we said before, the big move of this episode, big move of this whole season, um, the one that Jenny Kay said was the equivalent of Eric giving up immunity in Australian Survivor. Uh, Jesse goes to find the idol and we see that he is caught red-handed by Sam, his closest ally at this point, really other than his brother. Um, and Sam comes up to him and decides to take possession of the idol and Gerald, it's a, a rookie move in Survivor. And as you said before, that experience coming to the fore in, of a returning player coming back for a second time against newbies. Absolutely. In... A game like this where, as I, as I said, and I'll keep reiterating, in a game like this where Sam had already been there and Jesse mm-hmm. didn't understand because he hadn't been there, that enlightenment that I've seen since I've been there, uh, it was different on my season that I may have given that to someone like Flick, who I was really close to, who was also a brand new player. It's completely different, but after you've been there, Mate, if if someone had given it to me, if Flick had given it to me and I had that opportunity, I probably would have done the same thing at that point in the game. And if you think that you might be in trouble, mate, it, it, all bit bets are off. But, yeah. uh, but the knowledge that you gained by being there before, and it just shows why these returning players come back and just smash it out of the ballpark time and time again. Like David, Jan- uh, Janet, uh, like... Uh, well, any anyone that's been back, Sam and Mark are making a perfect example. Uh, Sandra being able to come back in and smoke it and and, and win again in American Survivor, yeah. like it, it just stands out. Hey, yeah, that's right. And Alo Lem here saying cold blooded Sam, and absolutely she was cold blooded. And it, it reminded me a little bit. Um, it, it did have those similarities to Eric giving up immunity, but I, I thought it more so reminded me a little bit of. JT and Heroes vs. Villains. I, I'm sure you remember mm-hmm. this, Gerald, yep. where JT gave the idol to Russell, who he didn't know was the biggest villain in all of Survivor history because yep. he hadn't yep. seen his season, um, but gives his idol to to Russell, who then, well, gives it to Parvati, who then blindsides JT with it. It, it, it did have shades yep. of that, Robin, and uh, yep. such a brutal move to make, giving someone your idol, thinking you have full trust, and Robin, it didn't turn out well for Jesse in the end. Look, and you know what? To be honest, I don't think it's going to turn out well for Sam either. Um, I know mm. there's a lot of hate on. There's a lot of hate going around, which is unnecessary. The game's a game. Like, let's play the game. Um, yeah. I really like what she's trying to do. Like, I there's an opportunity, and if you're an opportunist, you take it. However, 
the jury management element isn't there. And I feel like that's if if hypothetically Sam was to get to the end, I would I would love Jesse and Geordie to kind of go, hey, game, the game's a game. You know, in that moment, sure, Jesse was hurt. He was really, really hurt. But you know, that might just cost them two votes. It might cost them Dave's vote because Dave doesn't I don't know if Dave really likes the move. Chris Chrissy didn't seem like she liked the move either. So if she was to get to the end, I think it cost her there. I think she's probably next boot and she'll battle Shay. Um, because the the this the theme is everyone wants their idols to hold on to them as long as they can as a defensive idol rather than an aggressive offensive play. I think she's gonna try and feel safe and get blindsided, to be honest. But I love yeah, what she tried yeah. to do. Absolutely. I, I 100% agree. She is going to really have her work cut out for her to stay in the game from now. Uh, and I, I actually thought that she might have been in trouble this week. Before she got the idol off yeah. Jesse, and after last week, I thought that she might have been in trouble and there was every bit of a possibility that Mark might have even voted for her this week uh, after... They had the uh, the big alliance there last week, and she was sort of sitting on the outer and almost playing into the hands of the opposite alliance. Uh, I thought there was every chance that she could have got voted out this week, but she managed to, as we know, get the idol and, and move forward. But it will be an absolute battle of the titans uh, if Sam ends up with Shay battling it out on a redemption challenge, something like what we had, like the classic polls. Uh, challenge, mate, that could go for days with those two up on those holes. They would be there for sun up. They would have to make breakfast on the beach, you know? But yeah, uh, I hope, I hope for that purgatory challenge that we see that um, the challenge that Flick, George, and Haley had to endure for the final immunity. I hope we see something <laughs> like that in the cage. And I mean, yeah. it, it is purgatory after all, so it's got to live up to the name somehow. Exactly. Um, I'm sure it'll be a brutal endurance challenge. Oh, I have no doubt. It's going to be big and uh, it's going to be painful. So if it's not something that it takes six hours, I'm going to be very surprised. And disappointed. Be, I, I just hope for the sake of my, uh, my guilty pleasure of watching these people suffer when I'm not there and don't have to suffer, that someone really, really good like Sam ends up there, so it does go for eight hours. I, I really want to see us break that record of Harry's on those polls would be amazing. Yeah, I think Survivor Palau, uh, the final immunity challenge on that season, season 10 in the US, I think that was uh, up to about 11, 12 hours. So to see something like that broken would be would be great to see it. It'd be a bragging right for us. But Gerald, you, you just wish pain on everyone. I'm a statist. I'm almost as, uh, <laughs> as evil as those challenge creators when I'm sitting at home. When I'm there, completely <laughs> different story. Yeah, C CD here saying, when you're a villain, man or woman, people are going to dislike mm -hmm. you. She's playing like a snake. She has to own her game. And going back to what you said, Robin, before um, with the jury and, you know, potentially being displeased, I think for Sam to go, if she reaches final tribal council, mm. um, it will be an uphill battle for her. I think for Sam, she yeah. really needs to own up to that move and say, you know, it was sure. my best move at the time. Um, I think her, her best argument is saying, 
at that time in the game, I felt as though the boys, mainly Mark, Josh and Jordan, had all the power. I wanted to gain some of that for myself because, as Gerald, you said there before, she was feeling on the outer and she really was, her, her back was against the wall. She had to make a big move at that point. I think if Sam does reach the end, she really has to own up to that and state her reason why she made such a such a brutal move. Definitely, definitely. In this game uh, that's getting played this season, with only uh, Mark and Sam left as the returning players, they are now vastly outnumbered by newbies into the game. And it is almost the same as what our season was. See, I the one thing that I knew out there, and Haley also knew, that George didn't, was about jury management uh, yep. and playing that social game. Yeah. It is so, so imperative that you do that after merge uh, and really keep those ties really close and really tight because that's how you win this game. You don't yeah. win it in a season of newbies by stealing idols in an all-star season, as I said, as a returning player, you'd be like, that is amazing. Mm -hmm, yeah. Let me see that again. But in a season yeah. of newbies, they are going to be like, that was the most ordinary move that you could have made. You were an absolute snake. And that was completely uncalled for. You are not getting my vote. The moment that they realize that, like, uh, people don't appreciate being stabbed when you don't, uh, when, they don't appreciate being stabbed in the back when they don't understand it. You get what I mean? It, it, it's, it's really that first time. And I, I know the feeling. It is really, uh, it's, it's really hard being out there and seeing that the first time. And once you've been there and done it once, you're enlightened and you're like, it's a completely different yeah. atmosphere. But you want, you want to be yeah, around that. Yeah, exactly. But it's a, almost a complete try, uh, a complete jury, or it's going to be an almost complete jury of newbies. And you've got to be so wary of that. And again, play on those ties, play on that friendship, play on those uh, th those really close connections, play on those those helping moves, rather than. The, uh, the, than the really snaky ones in the game. But Sam's only move is uh, 100%, as you said, she's got to own up to every bit of it. And, and unlike George did, where George didn't own up to any of them, didn't own up to anything. Uh, and in our season, it wasn't so much, well, look, I'm, I'm speaking for other people here as well, uh, and, uh, uh, but... It's not. Uh, it wasn't the big moves that really graded on everyone else. Uh, like myself, I was a fan of the game, and I, I appreciate the big moves, and I could I could see what was happening uh, all around me, and, and while I was sitting on jury and watching every other person get voted out, I could see what was happening, and I appreciated the moves for what they were. However, for everyone else, it wasn't the big moves that voted them out that were the reason that. It grated on them so much. It was the little, the little lies, those little friendship lies, like I was talking about, about really making those connections, those friendship connections count. The the small ones that don't actually mean anything in the long run are 
what really count to people. They're what make the difference. If you lied to someone about having breakfast when you didn't, that means a lot more than voting them out at tribal because why did you need to lie to me? There was no need to lie. You you get what I mean? That's, yeah. That's right. And CD's saying, yeah, Sam has already betrayed Sophie, Ben, Khan, and now Jesse. She is playing a very cutthroat game. Um, I do want to bring up what... It's but betrayed is a strong word. That's right. Uh, um, says yeah. lion is part of the game, Gerald. But I think with, with lion, you have to understand understand the jury's perception. Um, and I think yeah, as you're saying, I, I don't think people like Chrissy and David, they don't have that super fan understanding where they can respect those moves. And I think a lot of these people um, will be cut by uh, yeah such a move and being blindsided so hard. Alolm here says. Two idols and two votes, four episodes intact for the couple, Mark and Sam, at least mathematically. Um, Survivor always surprises. Um, it's going to be interesting to see because, yeah, they, they do have two idols between them, which is massive. So theoretically, well, um, I think what Aloyal and here is saying, they, they, should, they should theoretically last at least one episode together, right. possibly yeah, two, right. provided they play one each. Um, yeah. it's, it's an interesting predicament for them. But uh, as Robin was saying there before, I don't think Mark and Sam see themselves being in the minority at the moment. I, I don't think they would be able to recognise a blind side coming towards them because they're so blinded by power right now. Mm-hmm. Like the, the move, like I again going back to Geordie, really, really appreciate let's go for Mark. You know, and I've been saying Mark's probably going to win. Um, I was so hoping this pulled off because this is exactly the thinking I really, really like to see. Sam's obviously getting the heat. The idol will be played for Sam if there was an idol being played. Let's flip it on Mark. Brilliant. I, I, that mm-hmm. would have so gone down. Unless you have that panic where she plays it and then Mark also plays it, you're kind of screwed. But I think that was a great idea to just a bit of uh, smoke smoke and mirrors and take out Mark while, they're, while the heat's on Sam. Would have been perfect. And I don't understand. I don't understand Dave's. Um, we've got to play it patient. I've got a, I've got a plan, but the plan can't go today. It's got to go next time. It's got to go after this vote. I don't understand that. That comes from someone who, from my knowledge, only is on there because Brianna's a fan of the show and he actually doesn't watch the show much. So he he's coming in like for me as a, as a viewer. I'm, I haven't played. So sorry if I'm offending here, Gerald, where an and like for your season, Andy <laughs> hadn't seen and didn't watch any Survivor all through lockdown when you had a, a delay. He's coming. Dave's coming in like this. Yeah, you know, Dave's coming yeah. in without it's like so. This was the move. This move was golden. Should have taken it. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think that they uh, they really missed an opportunity there to do to make that move and and really get rid of those returning players because, as I said before, those returning players, any returning players in a season of newbies, are so so dangerous. You have to be so careful. You at least want to be on level pegging with everyone else. Yeah. If you can't be above them, you want to be on level pegging. Yeah. And yeah, CD saying here, rightfully, as you were saying before with the jury management, too many passive players, Dave, KJ, Michelle, Jordan, Chrissy, even Shay, um, they're, I mean, they're, they're not making big moves at all. We're not really seeing much. Uh, Chrissy seems to be a very emotional player. Dave, as you said, doesn't yeah. really understand the game all that well. He's only there for Brianna. Um, Jordan and Michelle, we haven't seen anything from them, to be honest. Um, KJ as well, haven't really seen much from her. Um, and Shay, I think, is just there um, probably because of Benny I, from what I understand. But 
they're, they're not yeah. willing to make big moves. No, I think, as you said, they're not going to respect those big moves like George wasn't respected on your season. Well, yeah, true. However, I I don't think it's that they're not willing to make big moves. I'm not sure that a couple of those mentioned have the pull to make AJ those big moves. Correct. Correct. And they could be trying for all we know. We're only seeing what we see on the edit. We've missed out on 20 hours a day. Uh, and they could be out there trying to find these cracks, looking for more idols, uh, and trying to make it happen. But they don't have the pull. They don't have the numbers. They're not sitting quite high enough on the pecking order to be able to have that influence. They're getting dismissed, as they say to the rest of their alliance, oh, we should vote out Mark tonight. And they're like, oh, nah. But, but you, you don't know, have like, anything to lose there. Like right now, like they don't, they don't have the pull to make that move. And even with the mm -hmm. the Mel and Michelle vote last week, they, I mean, too little, too late for them. But yeah. the this is a, this is an opportunity. You're in the minority. You're or you're Dave and Chrissy, who's in this strong six, which just formed since the last tribal because the strong six broke. There's an opportunity to take a chance, and you're not taking this risk. Why are you afraid? What, what's going to happen? There is nothing negative from taking this risk. When the only thing I can think about uh, is that it wasn't your move. Who cares yeah. at the moment? It's a move. Yeah. It gets you. It gets you a step forward and it gets you something. When those numbers were so close that the option was there to be able to do it, I, I think that that was a, a really good opportunity missed. Uh, but the likes of say well the perfect example was when mel got voted out a few weeks ago. she tried uh, a few episodes ago she tried to make that big move they played different and all that happened was they ended up voting by themselves mm. you know you might if if you can't make the big move happen you might as well at least pick the move that stays with the majority so that you vote someone else out rather than your vote being completely null and void because you're trying to make a big move and no one follows you Mm. Yeah, yeah, and Marcus here, obviously, yeah, Geordie was the the driving force behind this move to to get rid of Mark. Uh, he suggests, and I think it is um, a, a pretty good point there uh, that he that he doesn't think that people fully trusted Geordie to work with because he was a loose unit. And uh -huh. I mean, I, I think Geordie was just betrayed by his brother, though. And for for the likes of David and Chrissy um, and Shay and Michelle and KJ. Who don't have anyone in the game? Well, David and Chrissy have, of course, um, that somewhat of an alliance in that loose six, uh, the the committee. Um, strong six, I, it, strong it, six. It was it was obviously some some trepidation there about maybe maybe it wasn't maybe it was that they couldn't trust um, maybe they they weren't fully trusting of Geordie saying that Sam and Mark both had an idol. Yeah, no, I hundred percent agree with that. They everyone dismissed Geordie's. Uh, information as a fact that he was emotional after the night before and he was just trying to find cracks. I don't think that – I did a head count last night. and I don't think about five people out of the people that he told believed him that there was an idol. And I think there'll be some shocked faces – well, shocked mm. or surprised when Sam actually pulls out that idol and they're like, Oh, you know what? Geordie was right. You know, and I yeah. think to people they're going to be really kicking themselves when that gets played. 
just yeah. backing up a slight second because I was thinking about this the other day. Like I'm like I'm loving like the Geordie hustle at the moment, planting seeds. But I feel like he's planting them just a little bit too late. When we talk about Geordie and Jesse wanting to make that move prior on Josh, I think Josh was the wrong target. I think they could have changed the the and I think the Josh target came from. Everyone sees Josh as the leader, but it's really me. It's really me. I want to be seen as the leader. And I feel like there's a there was a little bit of this weird ego element to it. Whereas if he'd switched the target to a potential mark to someone else, I think they might have been able to get that vote across the week before or the, the tribal yeah. before. Definitely. I it's really interesting and I would really like to see some more backstory on the midweek Josh vote and what had happened before and what had led up to that. I'm I'm sure that there has got to have been more talk around camp that has sparked that vote, whether it was Josh leading at challenges, like trying to uh, to influence people or, or trying to throw orders around at the challenge or what I don't know. But I believe that there has got to have been more to that vote than what we've seen. Mm. Because yeah. it was very out of the blue, and all of a sudden, on the edit, it was very out of the blue, and it was all of a sudden, everything was pointed that way, and everyone was talking that way. There's got to have been something else that week, rather than just, oh, Josh is a good vote this time. Hmm. Yeah. I, I do think part of what comes into that as well is, as Josh being seen as the the leader, the mastermind behind yeah. everything, again, Enjoy it comes back to that. Mark's gameplay. Mark's gameplay has just been sensational, the way he's playing socially. Um, I'm honestly surprised that he really hasn't had anyone's target pointing toward him at this stage. Um, he really does seem to be coasting by, despite the fact. And I, I thought at the merge it would blow up that Mark had an idol and it would be this whole whole hoopla. Um, and I thought then that yeah. Geordie or Jesse would be going home because of it. Um, but really, Mark has just been able to manage his perception within the game and no one seems to be looking at him right now. Yeah, it's just it'd be it'd be a, a a while like this this time instead of Sam will go for Mark, but it is it is interesting because that's got to take some form of skill to be able to decrease your threat. He's had this idol, and even like and Geordie says it, and I'm a big believer of this. Yeah, an idol's powerful, but I always believe knowledge is way more powerful. And Geordie's been saying that, but I just don't think he's used the knowledge correctly. He's gone hmm. to Josh. Unfortunately, Josh sided with Mark. This time around, he's gone and everyone, like he hasn't used the information correctly because I do believe he's got so much potential to have power here. But like, and and Mark said this, what, two weeks ago for us now, um, was Geordie knows I've got an idol. He's a loose thread. Mark hasn't, and this is my criticism with Mark, Mark has never done anything to snip that loose thread. And that loose thread has now told everyone his secret idol has become a public idol. Now, Sam's secret idol is also a public idol because of this one loose thread that Mark has kept around. I really think he should have got rid of Geordie. And I'm lovely, I love that he didn't, but he should, I feel like, but he's still well, not I, a target. I think that was a good, I actually think that keeping Geordie around was a really good play for Mark. You know, I a hundred percent agree. I, information is absolute king when you're out there. And that is, that's why I told everyone and made it my life's mission to know that everyone had, uh, that everyone knew Simon had, the idol, I only knew he had one, but he had one. two, uh, as we know. 
but it did not change the fact. It didn't make any difference. So I made it my life's mission to know that everyone knew and everyone believed me. I made sure that those connections were strong enough that everyone believed that he did. And every single person on both tribes thought that Simon was the biggest threat and he had this idol and he had to go home. And that's what happened. The moment merge happened, bang, the moment that opportunity was there. However, I believe that Mark did that good of a job at downplaying his threat level with mm. the idol, which Simon couldn't do, uh, that Geordie ended up with it turned on top of him and he ended up as the yeah. threat. And that's why yeah. Mark has kept him around because it's keeping the heat off him. While everyone's yeah. thinking about Geordie and being like, oh, Geordie's telling everyone. Mark's like, <laughs> they're worried about him because he was telling yeah, everyone. Right. I've still got the idol. Because I feel yeah, like and I think, um, that should be gone. I, I think with Geordie, um, he, he almost put his foot in his own mouth, which I think is Mark played it very well in trying to slow and and, and think about, you know, what, what had to happen with Geordie. He, he used him for as long as he could as part of that strong six um, with those three couples plus David. Um, but I think, yeah, Geordie really did put his foot in his own mouth. I think what you did, Gerald, in telling everyone about the idol, you had that currency with Kez Flick. Danny um, and the like. Whereas I think with Geordie, especially in this last episode, it was such a last-minute scramble. Um, yeah, to, the Joker. No that's right. It yeah. I mean, such, we heard it, it seventeen times. The market already spread so much disinformation uh, that's right. after the last vote. Well, it wasn't disinformation; it was information uh, mm. that was detrimental to his game. That mm -hmm. people sort of dismissed him straight away. That oh, it, it's information but it doesn't really mean much it might be true it might be not he just talks a lot of shit uh and i think that was a really good play for mark and he played it really well to be able to swing that back around and use geordie's own information against him that was yeah. a really good play by mark and both of them are so dangerous both of them should have been sent home but if i was there i would have been looking at the both of them to send them home but uh I think that Mark, with the idol, is so much more dangerous than what Geordie is at the minute. There's an easy way to fix Geordie's uh, spreading of information if you're on the other side, and that's just don't tell him anything, you know? Yeah. Whereas Mark having an idol, there's no easy way to fix that unless you vote him out. That's right. That's right. And I, I do want to uh, sort of... Uh, mention here and and cycle back a little bit to that immunity challenge where Shay passed out um, and Jordy won his second immunity of this week. Um, really, just such a ballsy effort to last yeah. ninety minutes. Uh, again, we saw we, we did mention uh, and sort of allude to this potential Sam versus Shay matchup. Of course, Sam left it all out in the course a couple of weeks ago as well. But Shay really just all, all guts and glory. It's full props to her. She's been a sensational physical competitor. Yeah, she's definitely. Well, I think there's there's usually has one of these really just amazing women just coming in that just can last forever. Um, she yeah, she has that brookness to her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so so that's and I feel like Haley even had that in your season, Gerald, a little bit. Yeah, um, you know, the, yeah. There's just she's she's amazing. Um, however, Geordie's. Um, mental resolve is just so strong that she like in every in a, in a regular season she probably should have won that but Geordie wasn't given in mm. definitely definitely it's about being able to combine those two 
element, that uh, perfect size and physical prowess, because there is a, a perfect build for Survivor. And sadly, I'm never going to be that perfect build for Survivor. For the, well, not for Survivor, but for those endurance immunity challenges, yep. there is a perfect build okay. for it. And it is Haley, Shay, Sam, Geordie, if you're a bloke, uh, yeah. Andrew Eucles, if you're a guy, uh, yeah. except for an over-the-head holding challenge like the balls. Uh, but any of those standing challenges, there is a perfect type, and it is that small, lean, mm-hmm. uh, muscular uh, type of person that, that's not much more than five foot three or four, uh, and sort of below that 60 kilo mark is your optimal size because there's, uh, I explained it the other day. We had a, a watch party for uh, our, the episode where Sam stole the idol. Uh, and I, I was there with Juicy Dave and Brianna and Michelle, and it was a cracking night. And this exact uh, scenario was talked about. And I explained it to the whole crowd that when you're out there, that immunity challenge, the way that they they are, and even the weighted challenges that, that are done on a percentage of your body weight, they're not fair. They're made no. to be fair by being a percentage of your body weight, but they are so far from fair that it's not funny because I might be double the weight of, let's say, Shay. Right? She's yeah. 60 kilos. I'm 120. My muscles might be twice as much as Shay's. Maybe, maybe not. I can lift twice as much, whatever. But my ligaments and tendons are not twice as strong as Shay's. You get what I mean? So when you're out there, those endurance challenges, they're not about muscles and being able to hold. It's about your joints, your tendons, and your ligaments in your feet, elbows, knees, shoulders, etc. And when you've got those weighted challenges or those endurance challenges where it's it's personal weight, like the standing challenge, they are really engineered for that smaller frame. And that's why those people excel so much uh, because the strain on those ligaments and tendons and whatnot in, in any bigger framed person that isn't that really lean, fit, muscular uh, build is just so much more. And there's no way that you can train your ligaments or tendons to be stronger. You just can't do it. Uh, and, and You've got charm for days, though, so don't worry about that, mate. <laughs> you don't have to worry. You've got charm for days. You don't have to worry. You don't have to compete. You're charm. Oh, social game. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for the social game now. I've worked that out, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I think another thing that you mentioned there with those weighted challenges as well that you've got to consider after 32 days is you, you're going to lose a lot of muscle, a lot of fat as well. And if you're going into the game at 95 and on, on day 32, you might be, you know, down to 80, 87, 88, 86 even. Um, well, you're going right, to lose right, that weight. Degree, I'd lost 18.5% of my body weight. I, I went in at 130, the heaviest I've ever been, and I come out at 111.9. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. You you lose all that, obviously, that muscle and stuff. Which I think, um, I think Harry Hill said that on his second season, instead of bulking up, obviously, you focused on bulking down a little bit. 
so in those challenges he could, you know, last a lot longer. And I think that is a, a great yeah. strategy to have in Survivor, really working on that grip strength, as you say, um, strengthening uh -huh. your ligaments and your tendons, um, almost yeah. like an Australian Ninja Warrior sort of workout. Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's that really fine line that you've got to run where I put on weight before I went, I put on five kilos before I went mm -hmm. uh, and it works great for me because I lost body fat to start with. I, I just, that was almost solely what I lost for the first two weeks. And it was great because I felt unreal. Everyone else, uh, the, the really uh, lean guys that went in there, the likes of uh, Andrew Uchels, the likes of Way. Uh, Emmett, they, well, even Simon, all felt like they'd been hit by a truck. They had yeah. no energy. They were lethargic because their body was eating their own muscle mass. I read right, from, right from day one. Uh, I thought a million bucks, but I paid for it on the other end, where in all <laughs> them challenges, I just got kicked in the teeth. Malcolm, yeah, at one stage, he, he, um, he was saying the first season he went on, he had this... I'm eating this amount, I'm getting ready, I'm eating rice, I'm eating this. And he had his set, set calories and that worked for him, whatever. The second season he went, screw that. I'm going to keep that set, set calories, but I'm just going to eat like KFC and I'm going to eat junk. And I'm pretty sure it was Malcolm. It could have been Malcolm. Might have been Joe, but I'm pretty sure it was Malcolm. So he, he ends up keeping that same calorie intake, but eats complete rubbish. So by the time he gets on the island, he's eating like rice and beans, which are really good for you in, in general. So he became... Mm -hmm. Now he's eating this really great food. His body went hyper and went, oh my God, you're feeding me great stuff now. And he he excelled. So there's like so yeah. many different strategies beforehand, yeah. like bulk up. Don't do, and he's like, he tried to do different. I'm like, that's a weird, strange, cool strategy that he tried. Yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah, ALOLM here is saying, keep your act sharp for your next ticket to Survivor, Gerald. As Sandra proves, you never know the ticket could be on your door any season. So what would you do <laughs> to prepare next time then? And, and I already... Oh, I would be ready. If they rang me tomorrow, I would be on the bus tonight. Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah, That's I, nice. I've got that You're coming up to um to peak show season as well, though, Gerald. So you'd be peak fitness because yeah, these yeah. shows in yeah. a couple of weeks. Yeah, so I've been I've been training uh, nonstop, trying to trying to get in at least sort of five or six days a week uh, training ready. I've got. Uh, a world championship in two weeks up at Toowoomba. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to taper into that now. I actually, I had about a week or 10 days off uh, and only started again about uh, four days ago, five days ago. Uh, I actually, I had a small injury, but uh, it, it worked well because I, I had been training hard for the last sort of two and a half months getting ready. So a 10 day break was, was nice to recuperate. And now I can smash that two week taper into that world title. And then, uh, after that, it's only about 10 days and the World Championships down Sydney Royal Easter show are on. Yeah. So it's not far away at all. And, and that training, it, uh, it comes and goes very quickly in, in these times. And it's the same as Survivor. That lead-up time when you get that call is just gone like that. The, the drop of a hat and it's on, on top of you. Yeah. We'll, we'll go back to the game quickly just to round out this uh, this Geordie um, trying to rally votes against Sam um, at this stage. Uh, as we said, um, obviously, he was trying to pitch very hard to David in particular. Um, it, I, I was very blindsided by it. And as you said before, Gerald, 
I really thought that Sam could have been going home and she wasn't going to play her idol because I was convinced that KJ, Michelle and Shay would know it's probably in the right, in their best interest to vote for Sam and get rid of her. Um, and it seemed like David was probably on board with that as well. But uh, David really, uh, he didn't see the truth in Geordie at the end of the day and, you know, just didn't trust him well enough. And I, I think that was, um, as we said before, Geordie putting, him, putting his foot in his own mouth by playing such an erratic game Almost reminded me a little bit of Tony Vlachos or Luke Toki or Chappies as well, with the way he's been running around the island, um, saying so many things that at the end of the day, it's almost like the boy cried wolf. And no one believes him at the end of the day when he says, Sam, Sam has an island, let's get her out. That's it. The boy who cried wolf, the joker. Um, this whole thing, unfortunately, has been his undoing, which is why yeah. why it becomes fine for Mark to leave him in there. Because in a reg if, if he didn't have that sort of reputation, you got to get rid of him. But for some strange reason, whatever, and, and I haven't been seen all, he must be telling so many ridiculous lies and silly stories out there that no one believes a thing. It's crazy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, look, I don't think that, uh, I, I think that they do believe him somewhat. I, I think they do think there is some merit there. But I, I think that they, that everyone else, uh, that's outside of Mark and Sam's alliance thinks that jumping on with Geordie at this point yeah. would be like trying to jump on the sinking SS Simo back on Braun 2.0. That's a lot more than a ship that's going down no matter what. And I don't want to be seen to be on that. Especially when yeah. you know that Mark has an idol as well. And Mark and Sam are basically two guaranteed votes. If Sam plays that idol, Shay goes home, sure. Um, but then again, uh, as we said before, even if Mark and Sam are on the outs, Mark still has that idol and he can play that. Um, and at that point, if Mark and Sam are the only two basically in a minority, they can play that 50-50. There's every chance they can survive. There is that um, almost godfather intimidation, which Mark isn't playing. He's, he's not as as brutal as a Boston Rob and going against a Boston Rob. But certainly, I think in the back of their mind, they are thinking, what if Sam plays her idol and we come back to camp and... Um, you know, they're both angry. Or even if they do successfully vote out Sam, they still got to come back to an angry mark, which I think is is dangerous. That that could be another reason for the trepidation as well. Yeah, maybe. I look, I Sam, whether like if, if they got rid of Mark and Sam stayed, Sam actually doesn't have much legs to stand on because of her her strong, ruthless gameplay. Yeah. Um, her, mm. her, even though, and even though we, we say ruthless, like the Khan vote, she was kind of cornered. She's been kind of cornered, like Sophie Shaw, Ben, whatever. That's pre merge, doesn't really matter because they're not on the jury. Now we're talking about jury. Khan, she was kind of trapped. She didn't have much leg, although we said last week she could have just teed up, she could have teed up Khan and said, Hey, it's coming, play your idol, and kept Khan, but she chose not to. Um, if she gets upset, she, she can't really, like, she can't she just can't because of her her ruthless style so it just doesn't yeah. it, it goes nowhere if she doesn't want people sam, to be upset with her she yeah upset. yeah sam sam is gonna end up like france in world war ii yeah. she is gonna try and take on germany head on herself even though the cards are way stacked against her now and she's going to get blitzed from both sides this week. She is just going to get nailed after she did the took that idol. And then in this last trial, she was so jittery 
and everyone was sort of looking back and forward at her and trying to were like, why is she so off the rails right now? And I think that everyone is going to see that and she is going to yeah. cop some serious votes this week. She, yeah. like me, is the last person to cop votes on this season and I believe we're up to day 30, 31. 31? 32. 32. So, I, so we're now at the same episode where I got voted out on day 33. So... We're at that point in time where the last person that hasn't copped a vote copped a vote. <laughs> That's yeah. right. And I, I I did see that. You posted that on your Instagram story, I think. And I think Jericho, was he in that mix yep. as well? Yeah, and yeah. big Johnny Nico yeah, so. and uh, Lee Castledine. Yep. Oh, there's, some, there's some big names there. Rarified air there, yeah. Rarified air you're living in, Gerald. <laughs> um, obviously, in the end, with... In the end, we see Shay is voted out in a 7-2-1 vote. Obviously, Shay um, votes alongside Geordie in this instance, but Michelle and, and KJ and David obviously weren't convinced. Um, KJ did get a sole vote, and I do want to bring it up because I've seen a lot of conjecture about it. Josh seems to be the one that continues to vote for KJ. It's been twice this week he's voted for KJ. Um, obviously, we haven't seen any anything in the edit about it, but there's got to be a story mm. there somewhere. Um, Maybe that's in the end, though, Shay, I never voted Shay for is I going voted to. For you. <laughs> that, that's right. Yep. You never did vote. You, I mean, I, I don't think anyone knows that Josh is sending that sole vote at the moment, but mm. um, it could be interesting if it comes up. And I wish we did get that story, but Shay is going to purgatory, Gerald. And this is something you saw in your season with uh, Baden and Haley going to Redemption Rock, as it was called. Um, we did yep. say before that we could be seeing a Shaver Sam matchup. Do we think the target is more so on Sam now or Geordie? Yeah, look, Sam. I I think it's got to be Sam. It it does. There's like there certainly is a number there that wants to get rid of Geordie, but I, unless something that we haven't seen yet really jumps out. Someone has got to click that Sam has that idol and the, the tide has got to turn on it. There's got to be so many people that thought that that was a, a really dirty move on Jesse that she's burnt some bridges with that will also stand up with Geordie to push that move further ahead and see that she is also a strategic threat mm -hmm. that she, it, it's got to be Sam. Gotta be we do have Dave's big plan, though, remember. Dave's big plan. Well, that's it. And, you know, <laughs> bit of behind-the-scenes goss. You know, I went over with Dave and Brianna for the uh, the watch party the other day, and Dave said, watch this space because there is some big stuff still to come. Look, so you, you that come from to. the horses now? There's, there's, no, there's nothing you can, like, you can't sit there anymore. You can't play the six. You're at the bottom of the six. You've got to break up the pairs. They're, they're two votes. We're at we're at the cut time. You have to get rid of them. We need singles. They're, if 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 Josh and Jordan and Mark and Sam are there near the end, that is ridiculous and very very poor poor play on everybody else's behalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I I do want to bring up. Uh, it was a very minor moment there, but you did mention Juicy Dave. We haven't seen anything of him on the screen, and, and I'll I'll bring up that confessional chart soon because I, I do want to hear the King of Confessionals um, view on this season. Um, but but with Dave, there was a moment I, I loved. Um, it was very brief. Um, they said, as Dave passed away overnight, and uh, unfortunately, he, fortunately, he unfortunately. hadn't passed away. 
Um, it was I, we, we love Juicy Dave here. Um, it, it reminded me a little bit of Celebrity Big Brother UK. There was a scene there um, after David Bowie unfortunately passed away. Um, a, a very comical moment if people haven't checked that out. Um, a, a moment in reality TV history. But um, David, we haven't seen him at all on the show, really. He went a record 11 episodes in a row without confessionals, Gerald. Breaking your record, um, which I'm not sure if you'd be pleased or displeased by that. Um, <laughs> but courtesy of John O'Grady here, we mate. do have a, a confessional chart. Um, David got two two confessionals in this last episode, but as I said, 11 episodes in a row. Um, and Gerald, uh, we saw last season you were promoted as the as the man of few words. But as we know, you um, you, you do have a bit of a mouth. You, you do love to chat. Yeah, allegedly. So they tell me, you know, I, I can't really comment on the subject, but uh, I have heard from many a reliable source that you just can't shut me up. So. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I was waiting um, for 15 it's... minutes to get in, but I had to wait because you're on a rant. I'm like, what's going on? Well, when do I come back and it's, it's that? I can't help that, you know? We started me on a subject that I'm passionate about on Survivor and I'm going to talk for three days, you know? You're just yeah, going to sit back and wait for it to unfold. Take notes, yeah, so we, you can comment. With, with, with Mel and Michelle, and you, you mentioned you, you have spoken with Michelle and you were at that watch party the other day with her. Um, disappointed not to see Mel and Michelle get confessionals. Jay as well got zero confessionals um, this season. Uh, it, it really is a sticking point that we love to bring up time and time again about these confessionals because it's we, we, we want to see all 24 characters come to life on the screen, and especially when you're suffering for so long out in the outback, um, you know, you want that moment on television, I'm sure, which you got a little bit of airtime, Gerald, but just just not enough. And some of these characters are, are getting the same sort of treatment this season. Yeah, uh, exactly. And it happens every season. And look, I can't speak for what happened in everyone else's confessionals. But for me personally, I know that we all do mountains of confessionals. And I know that there were some confessionals out there, and more than more than one that got really emotional and, and there were some really big stories that got told and, and some really emotive um, confessionals that happened out there and, and there was tears shed and, and laughter happened and some really amazing scenes that would, I, I think it'd be really amazing for some of the fans to see because there is so much that us as viewers at home don't see and, even the extras on Ten Play are only a, a tiny, tiny little snippet of those little behind-the-scenes things, and we know how funny some of those are. And there's yeah. mountains, mountains, thousands of incidents like that that we don't get to see, and it's a, it is a real shame that yeah, some yeah. of those people don't get confessionals at all. That's just um, really, really hard to swallow as someone that's been there. That I. It really cut me deep that I only got the few amount of confessionals that I did. So I can only imagine someone like Chelsea or Jay that didn't get any. They sat out there for, or like Chelsea ended up out there for 29 days or 30 days and didn't get a single one. I was out there for 34 and I, I only got a, a handful. But to be able to, to have to sit there episode after episode after episode thinking of all the amazing things you did the, the amount of strat chats you did, the the conversations you had with people, the searching for idols that you did, the uh, the busting your nut in 
uh, challenges trying to rat out those puzzles or trying to uh, to win those endurance challenges and to get nothing would be absolutely brutal to just have to sit there and watch and be like, oh, I did this, 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 and this this week. It's got to be on there and to be disappointed again and again. Yeah. And- like you just you just had that confessional count up and we see – I don't I didn't look at this and I had no idea, but we got – Geordie, 17 in the whole hour hour and a bit episode or hour episode. And I, like earlier yeah. I said, he said he's the Joker 17 times. Just coincidentally, I picked that mm-hmm. number. We don't need to see. So like, yeah, he's he's interesting at the moment. But he said the same thing about how he's the Joker so many times in that episode. And what? One, two, three, four, five, six, six seven. people didn't get it. Yeah, six. Seven people didn't yeah. get a sniff. Um, yeah, I don't... didn't get a sniff of a single, a single confessional. And that's and that's like, that's an hour. like yeah, five seconds like is all is all someone's asking for. It's not yeah, yeah. Seventeen. We could have removed th- at least three. I'm the Joker's. We could have really removed those to give someone else some screen time. It's just we get it. That's and we see we that... see it again, again, again. George was the same in our season. Uh, at the start of the season, it was uh, mm. well, as we know, it was it was Joey and Simon. Uh, and then at the end, it was George and Haley, uh, and it's the same in every other season, whether it's Luke Toki or David Janet or anyone. Like uh, you see it every single season, again, and again, and again. Uh, and there's these other people that are there, and they are playing the game. No one sits out there, like people always say about people that are just coasting and whatnot. And, and sure, there are people that are sitting back a bit, but even those people. No one sits out there for 30 days and does nothing. No one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, that's that's absolutely right. What are your thumbs for 30 days? It does not happen. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it, it is disappointing that we don't get to see the full story from everyone. And as you say, it's, you know, five, 10 seconds in every episode. And for 12 people at the merge, let's say, that's. Well, that's that's about a minute total if you're giving everyone a five second confessional. It's not much, but it. I mean, yeah, you, you want to know that you're on the show, um, especially yeah. when you're out there for yeah thirty days and uh, and giving your all. It is a little bit disappointing, and hopefully, um, I mean, we, we've been whinging yeah. about it for a long time, but hopefully one day and, they learn and, and we do get a, a level um, a level a level confessional count. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it, and you know it, it's funny because you. It doesn't even have to be a confessional that's in the episode about mm-hmm. when it happened. We saw a perfect example when Croc got voted out. Chrissy did a confessional about how devastating it was that Croc was gone. And the second half of that confessional was the exact same confessional that was played about her missing her kids in about episode three. Yeah. It was the exact same second half of that confessional that they played after Cock went home as it was on day three. It was the exact same. Now, I don't know the confessional because I'm oblivious and so stupid, uh, but there was that one confessional pre-merge that someone's doing a confessional wearing the merge buff pre-merge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I Crazy. Think, yeah. I think that happened with Khan, but yeah. Uh, Mark Sevens here says, unfortunately, the edit doesn't please the super fans as it's aimed at the casuals who don't watch every episode as is a lot about Oz reality TV, and that's absolutely right. Uh, I think we were always going to see Sandra obviously get a top-heavy 
edit and she was third yes. in that confessional count um but yeah i mean it, it would be nice to see just, everyone get at least a little bit just just, just a smidgen even, even of, is, of everyone's personality even if it is at the casual viewers i can tell you now the casual viewers would like that too like the production team behind these reality shows and there's narratives. And I had this conversation with a mate of mine because I was, we we're talking about American and Australian and, and I, at the moment, like after season 41, I'm like, Ooh, that was really struck. That was a struggle town for me. Um, I enjoyed it, but as far, for me, I've been watching survivor since day dot. I do prefer the Australian version at the moment, but the edit and like, we don't need to, we don't need to, dictate where everyone gets like give everyone some time like I, even the casual people they don't they're not idiots why are they making us feel like we're all stupid that's how i feel yeah. like the edit is they're, they're, they're dumbing it down the casual people aren't that dumb i mean sorry uh, maybe well, they are I, I don't know well even if you think that a certain person uh isn't talking let's say good enough strategy mm. i'm sure that that person had at least one emotive, non-strat talk confessional. Uh, look, I'm liking Mark. Mark. Mark's not exactly Mr. Charisma on his confessionals. You know, I'm, I love what he's doing. I love it. But he's not seeing, He's not a Dave who's like got his two idols and being Iron Man. He's not, he's not doing these. He's just talking. He's just being a human. And yeah, he's getting uh -huh. plenty of screen time. Everyone else can just be a human and talk. You know, you know? it's funny. Everyone uh, keeps saying, and production always said, and and whatnot that oh, we can't, we could can never fit everyone in because we've only got twenty four episodes, and they're only an hour and a half each, uh, and forty eight days. Stop. Sorry, guys, I have to leave. My son just woke up, so I got to go. But um, keep you. on going. Sorry to interrupt you. Uh, <laughs> thanks for chat. Finish it off strong, boys. Absolute blast, brother. There Thank you, you Robin. Talk soon. But uh, yeah. yeah, as I was saying, uh, it, it's that was the whole conversation that it's only twenty four episodes and we can't fit everything in. But the likes of Master Chef goes mm -hmm. for eighty two episodes. I think it is a season. Or, I, I think one hundred and eight. Five episodes a week, 13 weeks, I think. Yes. One episode of that, like one episode for every day of the of, mm -hmm. of Survivor, you know? Well, even if a day that there isn't a challenge on and it's only talk around a camp, even if it was only a half an hour episode or whatever, because we see varying episode lengths and it's just strat talk and a funny episode with funny moments that are happening or funny confessionals or emotional confessionals, whatever. Uh, I'd, yeah, it's interesting because, look, I mean, I might be a little bit biased because I'm, I'm as we know, a massive Survivor fan, but to be able to have 82 episodes or whatever it is of MasterChef and yeah. to watch people cooking, no offense, car, but... Uh, I'd rather watch 48 episodes of Survivor than 82 episodes Absolutely. of people cooking cakes. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I think the cakes, I think they're more so... Um, Anything. Uh, dinner, dinner style. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I mean, there, there, there were some stressful moments back in the day um, watching Julie Goodwin and, and Poe cook crock and, crock and bushes, but uh, oh, I, it got tired for me as well. It, it just it gets so repetitive, whereas... 
uh, Survivor is an emotional game and everything's changing. And uh, I think it's something that we could really expand on and give those people time to express just how emotional this game is and just how much strategy is in it for some people and just how physically taxing it is for some people. Uh, There's so many different sides that can be explored that we see nothing off on the, on the edit, which is really, really sad for uh, fans and for general viewers, which I think would really entice them more. If we got uh, a more even edit for all of these people throughout the series, the, community connection and the connection between fans and and players across the board would be so much more i think people get so much more invested when they know the person that they they're looking for i know how much support i had with the little bit of uh fan base that, uh, that i ended up with for the little tiny amount of airtime that i got uh was unbelievable and i think that again, with a slightly more even edit, the the fans would be a lot more happy with that across the board because they can connect with these other people like Chelsea, who is an amazing person, awesome chick. She is just an absolute beast. And we see none of that, you know, and she made some great connections out there with people and played the game and she was in on those strat talks. And she got branded as someone who had no strategy. She didn't do anything. She just sat there for 30 days and did nothing. And she was an awesome, awesome competitor and an awesome survivor player. And we see none of it. And it's just, yeah. it's really cool. And you can tell why it happened, especially being medically evacuated and whatnot. They don't want someone, to, they, don't, they didn't want to waste story time on someone who wasn't going to be there. But I think that's beside the point. The whole, idea is that you want people to be guessing who's going to win at the end not that this person's had 170 confessionals and this person's had three which one do you think is going to win you know yeah no it's it's hard and hopefully in the future they can um find a way to give at least everyone a, a confessional at least once a week i think is you know the, the bare minimum but um we, we can only hope they do improve it in the future but uh gerald we do have two pairs left in the game now um, and what is five singles left in the game with one on uh, Purgatory. I, yeah. I do want to know, who do you think at this point in the game is in the best place to win? Oh, look, without a doubt, un- unfortunately, I, I'm going to say unfortunately because I would like to see it changed up and uh, yeah. me be proved wrong, but I, I think it's Mark for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's, just, he's sitting in such a strong spot. He's deflected the blame away from him. He's got a shield sitting there. He's got two shields sitting there, one in a non-ally in Geordie and one in his ally, Sam. Uh, he, he's sitting in such a comfortable position right now. He's still in the majority. It's I, I would I, I would nearly say game, set, match, you know? I, you know what? I would, I would agree with you. It is looking like quite a dominant win and almost what, well, actually I suppose Haley wasn't that dominant at the end of the day. Um, I suppose almost on akin to a David Gennart at the end of the day in, in all stars. Yeah. I think he, he is really emerging as probably the strongest player so far socially um, and strategically. I, I think he has done a very good job at deflecting the target from himself. 
Um, but we did mention before that um, I, I think across the board, we all see Sam as being one that is going to be in the chopping block. Um, and I, I do think uh, that Geordie potentially can rally those numbers uh, with David, Chrissy, KJ and Michelle and try and turn it around somehow. Um, I, I think especially if Geordie wins individual immunity, I think the the singles will start to realize, okay, our next best option is to get rid of one of these couples and and break up this power because it's it's such a massive power to have in this in the game at this point. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's uh it is quite a big power to have, but everyone's gotta realize that. That surely again, we're sitting here at home and we know that they've been sitting out there for 30 days and they've been now merged for six or eight and mm-hmm. They've got to realise that. Like you're sitting there, and everything runs through your mind. They know that for sure, uh, and it's just a matter of whether they can convince people to step out of their comfort zone to do it in the moment. That's the thing. Uh, and yeah. so, and the hardest thing about getting those people to step out of their comfort zone is giving them a safe enough area to step into. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, our game. Uh, in Brains versus Brawn could have been so much different. Uh, and I, I probably could have ended up further down the track, possibly depending how it panned out, or I could have gone home even sooner when Haley came to me and Flick and offered uh, that's right for me and Flick to join her and, and to come across. Uh, and, and we thought about it in the time, but they were leaving us high and dry there they were just trying to get us out into the open there was no safe spot for us to sit into they were too big of a majority if we stepped out out of our majority they were too big of a majority on brains to uh let us move in there it was not a strategically sound move for us to go over there because they were too big there was no way it would have left us sitting completely out in the open and yeah. i think the the power here uh, in this season has shifted enough to almost warrant someone stepping out and, and creating that big rift. The, they're very even at the moment, which is great for us as viewers because it gives many options. But uh, who's going to step out of the mould and, and do it is another story. I, I think Chrissy and Dave are the two potentials that I think would probably be game enough to step out. But again, it's just one of those things that Dave being a player that hasn't played and also Chrissy uh, and being people that aren't massive fans either. Are they going to take that chance when they're already in an alliance that they, they know, are they going to step out of that comfort zone? That's the big question mark. That's right. And you, you did mention there before that David does have something up his sleeve. So let's hope we see that because, I mean, in the past, we, with Sue's big move in Australian Survivor Season 1, it, it didn't quite pan out. Um, but let's let's hope Juicy Dave's uh, big move comes onto our screens. It's going to be very I, I exciting do to see. To yeah. Well, let's, it, we, we, we never know whether it will or not because it, it, all, it all comes down to what they show on the screen at the end of the day. Exactly. Um, if it does not happen. Next week is going to be very, very juicy. And with purgatory as well, uh, as we say, uh, Gerald is hoping that they are put through hell. Uh, and I am excited to watch it, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. 
And there's plenty more Survivor to come this year because, uh, Gerald, I mean, we, we both know Survivor 42 premieres tomorrow, uh, which is right. very exciting. Uh, what, what are your thoughts going into that? Have you looked too much into it at this stage? Look, I had a look at the casting and uh, I've been trying to stay away from any of the other spoilers. Uh, yep. uh, I, I try and avoid them to at least get some of the game myself uh, and be able to analyse it now. I, I used to love the spoilers before my season. I'd be like, oh, shit, yeah, we'll dive in and find out who made Merge in, in week one. This would be gold. Yep. But uh, nowadays, I, I like being able to sit back and watch it and see if I can pick where it's going to go and really try and hone my skills for Survivor through that. And I, I really enjoy that. But I think one of the most interesting things that I've found that I, I have seen is the fact that there's no Ponderosa, allegedly, yep. this yep. season. I, that's going to be a bit of a change. I don't know what's going to happen there. That'll be uh, something different. I think that'll be a big shake-up. A lot of people will be – I'm sure that the, the fan pages will be going ballistic with the same question again and again and again of uh, where's Ponderosa. Yeah. I, I, I didn't actually know Ponderosa? that, but um, <laughs> there you go. I, you're, you're more ahead of it than I am. Um, I mean, I, I suppose that does come back to what happened with the events in Survivor 41, which – isn't the purpose of this podcast to, to go into that, but obviously there was some uh, some jury developments there that, that were a little bit Alleged. nasty. Alleged, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> it's, all, it's all alleged. It's all alleged until we see it on the TV screen. Or even if we do, we don't know whether it comes from day two or from day 32. Um, but, but certainly, yeah, looking forward to Survivor 42. And, uh, of course, we'll be covering it here on Reality Pop. Tomorrow at 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time, 11 a.m., uh, for for Queenslanders uh, like yourself, um, eight, uh, what, what would it be? Seven PM in New York. Um, we have a Survivor Forty Two kickoff show. Uh, I'll be joining Adam and Gideon, the co-hosts of the Survivor Buffs, uh, as well as Peridium, the Survivor Specialists, um, idled out, and some more special guests to preview Survivor Forty Two, which is very exciting. Obviously, a big season ahead of us. Um, it, it's going to be very exciting to see new castaways, as always, but. It doesn't mean that we can't still keep our focus on Australian Survivor because, of course, we've still got, what, four or five weeks to go um, on this show. And next oh, week, no. uh, we will be joined by some Survivor royalty. I, I do have to confirm whether they will be coming on to the show, but we will be joined by a former Survivor winner. We'll, we'll be joined by a former Survivor winner um, who is not an Australian Survivor winner, but an international Survivor winner. Oh. And... I, you, you said there, uh, who, who did you say before, Gerald? You, you did say a name, did you? Uh, I did, but I'm going to keep it retract. I, I want to see the uh, excitement come when we find out exactly who it is. Should, should we save it for, should we save, uh, we, we do have another guest from, from your season, Gerald, who I have confirmed will be coming in a couple weeks' time. Um, and they do say their hellos, a, a member from the Brains Tribe. Any ideas on your, on your end? As to who that may be, oh, I, we we, oh, I, 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 we we've had we've had Simon on so far. Simon was obviously on Braun, um, but a, a brains member. You, you did play a merge with them. Oh, Laura Wells is a great member. She was she was a legend. It's, it's not uh, not Laura, not Laura, not Laura. Is it? It is it Haley? Maybe. No, no, didn't make it as Is far it as Haley. Somewhere in between. Oh, Kara. 
not Kara. It is Wei Chim. Wei Chim will be um, in, in two weeks' time, which um, really excited for that. So yeah, Wei, of course, is um, great at analysing, just like you, Gerald. So looking forward to having her. And yes, that that guest next week, um, I will say it's not US Survivor, so it's either South Africa or New Zealand, a winner from one of those shows. But you guys will have to find out next week. Um, I haven't figured out the time yet, but certainly make sure you subscribe to the channel um, to find out when and where that podcast will be so you can join us live for that one because I'm sure there'll be plenty to discuss because as we're saying, we, we do have a purgatory matchup um, and some chaos that will definitely go down with Juicy Dave's big move. Yeah, so hopefully it is an absolute cracker. I have no doubt that there's going to be some absolute fireworks over these last week or two and I can't wait to see it and I can't wait to uh, be able to sit down and analyze it uh, with all you guys online, uh, with all the Survivor fans on all the fan pages, as well as with Riley, the legend himself. And uh, I'll be tuning into Reality Pop as well. And hopefully I get to uh, talk to Riley again very shortly, as well as uh, everyone else out there. And hopefully we can catch up with some Survivor fans at the uh, finale viewing that we are going to try and organize. So if you're in Brisbane, or around, uh, possibly even Sydney, yet to be confirmed. Keep a lookout online. Show up, and have a blast. You, 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 might, you might have to, um, you might have to let me know uh, whether that's in Brisbane or Sydney, because I'll, I'll certainly be keen to get around that. Um, maybe, maybe we could even try a live, a, a live stream or something at the finale. Absolutely. Uh, we'll, 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 um, we'll certainly think of something there because I, I do want to do something big for the Australian Survivor Blood vs Water finale and. Uh, yeah, Gerald, hopefully we can get you on uh, later, maybe for the US or even South Africa, um, because it, it's always a pleasure talking with you. Uh, do you want to plug your, your Instagram? Where can where can people find you? Yeah, absolutely. And I hope I can get back on here and have a chat to you guys. It is absolutely amazing to be able to analyze with you guys. It's so much fun. Uh, and to be able to uh, answer some questions for some of the viewers is awesome. Love connecting with you guys. So if you guys like connecting with me, Jump onto my Instagram. Check out Gerald the Woodchopper on Instagram and Facebook. Hit it up. Have a blast. Feel free to send me a message. Send me some links and uh, we'll make some fun of it. That's right. Absolutely. And I have popped Gerald's uh, Instagram link in the description down below. So um, there's a little shortcut for you guys if you want to go straight there and click that blue follow button. Um, and definitely... Uh, definitely worth checking out gerald you're an absolute legend really enjoy talking with you as always i hope you stay safe with the cleanup up there um and i, I do wish you all the best over the coming weeks and um yeah look, look forward to you performing in the in the east show in the world championships uh how are you shaping up for that yeah look mate uh it's coming together nicely it's uh Certainly going to be a, a battle of the Titans down there again, as always. Uh, it is the Wimbledon of woodchopping down in Sydney. But uh, if anyone else wants to come down and watch me uh, battle it out with the rest of the world's best, feel free to turn up uh, right through the Sydney Royal Easter Show. The uh, big world championships are on the Easter weekend. Uh, Good Friday, Easter Saturday and Easter Monday. But uh, I'll be chopping all 12 days of the Sydney Royal Easter Show. So feel free to come down. Hit me up, have a chat, uh, have a bit of fun. We'll take some photos for Instagram and uh, we'll have an absolute blast. Yeah, I might have to say good day to you on Good Friday because I'll, I'll be just across the road at um, 
a core stadium it is now for Bulldogs versus Rabbitohs. It's a good Friday tradition for me being a Doggies fan. Um, but I'll, I'll certainly, I might have to catch up with you when, I, when I'm in Sydney on, on Good Friday. Um, but no, looking forward to it. And yeah, all the best in the World Championships and the Easter Show. Fingers crossed, mate. And uh, yeah, it's going to be an absolute blast to uh, to be able to catch up with everyone. So hopefully it's sooner rather than later. And I hope that everyone stays safe out there. Stay safe in these waters and uh, these wild times that uh, there's still a lot of storms and stuff getting around, especially down around Sydney and uh, the Central Coast down New South Wales. So everyone stay dry, stay safe, find some big hills to set up camp on and uh, we'll see you very shortly. Absolutely. Thanks so much for watching, guys. And as always, yeah, go follow Gerald. Give this one a like, uh, subscribe, and we'll see you next week with a special guest. Thanks for watching, guys. Bye.